Hey there, you conscious listeners. Welcome to the 22nd episode of The Conscious Podcast. On this podcast, I got to share an awesome conversation with my good friend, the lovely Fiona Hooper. Fiona is an osteopathic practitioner and mumtrepreneur. We spoke about topics including the challenges of being a mum, her pregnancy problems in the past, following a career you love while having a family, creating the lifestyle you want to live, focusing on what matters most, listening to your body, the exciting new van life, conscious parenting, and a heap more. After waiting so long, we finally found time in both of our schedules to catch up and discuss some pretty epic topics. I've known Fiona for a few years, but I still learned so much about her in this podcast. She revealed a heap of insights and shared so much wisdom for everyone. I really enjoyed this, and I hope you do too. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cirillo, and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. As you would know from listening to previous episodes of the podcast, I am proud to share a company I helped co-found, Snackbox Co., Snackbox Co. is a healthy snack delivery service, sending out monthly boxes filled with awesome, healthy snacks to workplaces around Australia. I found that in many of the 20 plus jobs I worked at, that the workplaces didn't offer a healthy snacking environment. We want to make it convenient to have healthy and fun options available. There are multiple box options to choose from and no locking contracts. And we also now introduce boxes for home. So you can also have a rotating variety of healthy snacks delivered to your door. For podcast listeners, if you go to our website, www.snackboxco.com.au and use the code CARLO15, C-A-R-L-O-15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. I'm always looking for ways to optimize my health. I've been feeling a slump in overall health and energy since about March this year. I noticed it was when I stopped taking my daily greens drink. So a few weeks ago, I researched the best out there and I found more life alkalizing greens and am now a big fan. It tastes so good. It has 18 plus fruits and veggies, no added sugars or processed sweeteners, helps support gut health with pre and probiotics plus digestive enzymes, supports your immune system and helps your body thrive in an alkaline state with this super convenient alkalizing nutrient green boost. I think everyone needs this in their life. It's just that thing you can just have every single day that just makes you feel so much better and put so much good stuff into your body. My favorite greens is the acai raspberry flavor. For conscious podcast listeners, if you go to their site, www.morelife.com, M-O-R-L-I-F-E, and use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. If you know me, you know I'm always having a laugh and rocking a big smile. Because I like to enjoy some pleasures like coffee and red wine fairly often, it was a struggle to keep my teeth white. This was a problem for me because my smile was the first thing people see, and I didn't want stained teeth to be the first thing people notice. I needed a natural whitening solution other than the toothpaste that weren't really getting results. So I tried Carbon Scrub's activated charcoal teeth whitening powder and my teeth were noticeably whiter, even so that people were commenting on my teeth. This is so simple to use, indigenous, natural, cruelty-free, handmade in Melbourne and a really good price. For Conscious Podcast listeners, 
If you go to their site, www.carbonscribe.com, use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Fiona, how are you? Amazing, Carlo. How are you? That's so good. At 7.30am to be amazing. I'm really good, thank you. That's good. What have you been up to this morning? Me? Well, I've been up for a little while already because I have two kids. So they're always my alarm clock. (laughs) A little earlier than most people. What time did I wake you up this morning? Ooh, it was before the six. Before the six. She was in the fives. Oof. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So what did you have to do? Put her back to sleep? No, no, no. Or was it? No, no, she was ready for the day. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, we had to, we had to get her sorted. Brecky, yep. she, she demands food the second she wakes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do from there? It's just, you turn into, like, it's just mum, mum mode straight away. Yeah, I think the hard thing is, is we haven't been in a consistent home for a little while, which I'm yep. sure we'll dabble into soon. So um, she's a little bit out of sorts in terms yep. of her sleep routine. Hmm, not that we have one. We just wing it, really. We ultimately do. But, um, yeah, we just have to go with the flow. No. Nice. If she wants to get up and play around, then so do I. Yeah, it's My day adapt. starts. Yep. <laughs> what are you most excited about in life right now? Well, that's pretty obvious. Um, we are about to live in a caravan. Um, excited with a dash of crapping myself, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll try not to be too much of a potty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> um, I'll just yeah. make it explicit on iTunes and people will know that you swear. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, no, we're about to live in a caravan. So we, again, my mantra in life at the moment is just winging it. So caravan was pretty much dispatched from the warehouse yesterday. Mm-hmm. So in the next day or two, we should be picking it up. Very exciting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely have moments now of, of cold feet because it's been a, a process. Yep. It's been in the making for a little while. So, it's what I've been focusing my whole daily life on for the last five months. And now that it's finally happening, I'm starting to go, oh, my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> and we will get more into that. Yep. Because that goes on a lot of the topics yep. we're going yep. to talk about. But, um, so we met four years ago. I think we just figured it out. And it was in network marketing, and Fiona absolutely dominated. Uh, it was one of the best team members that we had. Um, and then we just kind of grew a friendship from there because we're working together, and we've kind of ended up back in the same place. We're both in separate parts. We're actually in Europe. You were in Roxby Downs at the time, I think. Yep. Yeah, and then we both ended up back in, in Mildura, and that's why we're like, hey, we've got to get this podcast done before yep. you're off on your adventures with your caravan and the family. But for those that don't know you, What's a wrap-up of your life from, from start till now? From start till now. Okay, I'll try and make this short and sweet. <laughs> so, obviously, yes, I was born and I uh, grew up in Mildura, just a country girl. I have always loved helping people. It's just something that I've just... It's just me. It's always me. Um, so, went to school, <coughs> went to uni. That was in Melbourne. Did seven years of uni, started off with human movement, yep. then only did Tuesday that because I was always going to use that as a stepping stone to get into something else, which ended up being osteo. Um, and then worked in Melbourne for a couple of years and then decided to pretty much, well, I just didn't like the, the Melbourne city life. It was a little bit too highly strung for me. So we decided to completely go the opposite and went to a very remote mining town in SA. Um, just wanted to, yeah, live very simple 
So we moved there pretty much 10 days after we got married and stayed there for six years and then had some kids in the middle there and decided that the majority of the places we've ever been has been for money. Um, that tends to be the driving force for most people, I think, when we tend to, to live in certain locations. And once we had kids, we decided that it was more about family and not so much about the money. Um, what we both do for a living, we can do anywhere. So we decided to, to come back home. So that's why I'm in Mildura again. And then now Just not. about to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just about to leave, yeah. Yeah. yeah different, nice. Different journey now. And, and what do you do for your work or what's your sort of passion that you're following? What I do for work? Yeah. So as an osteo, I just, I help people. Um, I guess the, the main reason why people come to see me is when they're in pain. Um, but ultimately, my passion is to avoid that in the first place. So I guess you could say... Um, some people just know that they want to help people. So, again, like I said, it's always been something I've wanted to do. Um, if I wasn't an osteo, I would have been a paramedic anyway, something along those lines. Um, grew up with family that were always unwell, complaining of pain. I think that also has helped my driving force, feeling like I've wanted to help more, uh, learn more so I could give back to them. Um, my athletic background as well, I was always injured. Um, knew I'd always wanted to go somewhere along the lines of physiotherapy or something like mm-hmm. that. And then I guess now my my main passion has now been from my experience of having kids. Yep. So now it's massive on women's health and um, creating more awareness, being very open book. Like my patients know that too. When they see me in clinic, they know everything and anything about me. I don't I don't shut up most of the time. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very open and honest. There's a lot of my experiences, um, I have had, uh, not always have been positive, but I've used them and turned them into a positive, so that I can give back and help other people that are in similar situations. Yeah, yeah. So you're using your, I guess, with the uh, women having children, your experience, and then also your expertise, and kind of blending those together and going, well, I yeah. can help people prevent and prevent before it happens or having the child and then Mm -hmm. all the things that come with it but then also after having the child all the processes of this is how you can help thrive yeah just trying to normalize a lot of things that a lot of women probably would would hide under the carpet yeah letting everything come to the surface yeah Yeah. and i guess being that that guide for i'm I'm guessing for women it's a big stage in their life where Mm. it's like the unknown Mm. it's not just get pregnant have the child that's yeah. it yeah it's not all instagram beautiful yeah. <laughs> yeah it's i'm very um i don't sugarcoat it yeah at all it it looks pretty on the outside and i kind of get a little bit giggly when i see all the the mums with their pretty bellies and beautiful nurseries <laughs> and they've got no idea what they're in for <laughs> once the baby arrives <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> that, so there's there's the part of actually having a human being that's yours that yeah. needs you 24 7 yeah. but then also what happens to your body after that happening yeah so it's a reality i, yeah. I, I just want to yeah try and help not help but i don't know i just want to be that realist mm. i think people need that mm. awesome i mean you're not gonna have me posting on instagram like necessarily my kids having a tanty down the street <laughs> and the re- real reality of it i mean most of you guys aren't up for that but it it happens yeah <laughs> I experienced a little bit with my sister's kids, but I've got the uh, the pass of take them back. Yeah, I'm going home now. 
No, sometimes I'll just walk down the street and I'll pretend they weren't mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know them. No, I don't know <laughs> they belong to. What's uh, one profound realisation you've had this year? Uh, again, it would be conforming to social norms, I think. I've, I've realised that since coming back to Muldura, and I would sometimes call it more civilization. I found myself just conforming back to what I was doing when I was in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, quite easily. So, and just and just the expectations of what social media have on you as well. I was, you know, getting the nice pretty house and the pretty things and all the, the bits and pieces, but nothing was actually making me, those things didn't make me happy. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think that was my biggest thing. And then, I don't know, there was a few different factors that, that come into play that made us decide that the caravan was the right thing to do. Mm. But ultimately, it was more the, the Groundhog Day when it come to mum life. It was the same thing day in, day out. And I was like, there's got to be more to this than just, yeah, yeah, getting the kids ready and cleaning and picking up the same toy 50 times a day. And like, I just, I found myself doing that more than being a mum anyway. So yeah. I think ultimately the, the caravan thing was, if you can remove less area <laughs> so less space less toys less crap and less need to clean and just be able to live yeah. yeah so yeah that in a nutshell if that answered your question yeah yeah <laughs> so what's what's got you uh, I guess really excited about having a caravan having the family essentially on, on a home on wheels and just being able to go wherever you want to go yeah so I think I'm I'm very grateful that my husband's always been on the same page. We've never had to have an argument over anything and come to an agreement. We've always just had discussions and um, both agreed that, that it was the right thing. So, again, I don't know how we came to this conclusion, um, but we can both combine our loves and passions and just everything in this one little adventure. So I can do my osteo on the road um, the girls can travel, we can go and explore. He, he's a golf pro, so he can do golf lessons, um, golf clinics. Pretty much the whole point of this is for me to help people who don't have access to what to this. And I think it's it's pretty important. Yep. Um, I know from, from being in Roxby, being a remote mine, mining town, a lot of my patients, because it's a very transient town, a lot of my patients are now all over the place, and in particular SA. So, so many people have still been you know, hitting me up on Facebook and asking me questions and I'm more than happy to help. And then, yeah, it just dawned on me one day that we should go visit all these people and all these places don't have osteos. Maybe they'll have a visiting car or a physio, but that's it. And I know I can have a huge impact just in one treatment, just with one chat. Mm-hmm. It gives them a fair bit of empowerment that they can actually look after themselves. They don't need to rely on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much my biggest, yeah, motivator. Um, yeah. That is so cool. Like, do you have a plan on, like, where you want to go or it's just like, we're just going to live? Nah, I don't have a plan. Um, I used to be a planner um, and then a few other life experiences happened and then I had to just let go and just go with the flow. So I don't necessarily not have an idea. I still visualise yep. ultimately what I... would like to do but I don't have a set way on how I need to make that happen Um, because I've found that if I force things it just doesn't work so 
obviously I'm going to see a lot of people in SA. I've mm-hmm. already put out there a few times on social media, you know, where do you want me to go? And I've got a good 30 towns already. So I'm just going to go to all those places first. I've never had to advertise. It's always been word of mouth. So I'm just going to rely on my amazing, amazing patients that I already have to spread the word. Um, and, yeah, I'll just go pretty much anywhere. I think we'll start SA first and then we'll next year go around Australia. My husband is running golf tours in from Mildura, so we kind of need to be back for those as well. So, yeah. So you will be back visiting? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More coffee. Oh, no, we've lost Fiona forever. No. <laughs> not the end of the world <laughs> would you say you're living your purpose I'm definitely on track yeah. yeah I'm always whatever I do is always with that in mind I'm very conscious <laughs> pardon <laughs> the pun about that so yes definitely I just I hope I enjoy the caravan yeah. I mean I'm, I'm totally totally fine with it I just am concerned about this the um what would I call myself? The precious sleeper that I am. So that I'm going to be next to my girls. The second they cough or turn over, I'll be like, what? So that's, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't care about the space. We've, we've lived for five months in like one bedroom through different places. I think we've been in six locations now. And I know we can do it fine. It's just, yeah, my sleep. I guess it'll just be a, a period of adapting and then yeah. you'll become a pro. Mm. Oh, I'll just have to get earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> earmuffs. Uh, These work all right. <laughs> the, what's the eye ones called? The face mask. Face things, mask, yeah. all that. Yeah. For everyone. <laughs> Which could be bad because you're in a caravan. If you have earmuffs on, you can't hear. No, that's a good thing. So if they wake, then I don't have to get them. <laughs> Wade will have to. <laughs> Sorry. Wade, pull your weight. Come yeah. on, mate. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's very good. What's the worst thing that has ever happened to you and how is that the best thing okay. that has ever happened to you? Well, that would be an obvious one again. So having children was probably the hardest thing. So before Maddie, we had three miscarriages. All right, we'll change that to hard, hard or worst. The worst? Oh, no, the worst. Worst, It's yep. totally the worst. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be both. Um, so, again, like I said, negative experiences, you kind of can take it and go, oh, poor me victim me whatever or you can turn it into a positive so I know that um, instead of internalizing it and not telling anyone about it which wasn't great being an osteo anyway because people be like why is she sort of not not with it today Um, you can easily get caught up on trying to pretend like you're okay and for me I'm very much like I said an open book Um, I'm much better if I'm just myself so I told told everybody and being such a small town um, it was easy to find out anyway um and now i know that i've been able to help people who've been in a similar situation to talk through that um some people have come to me reached out in particular to talk to me about it because they knew that i'd been through the same um again it in terms of it being the best thing so yes i can help other people um but also it's taught me to um that i can't control everything so that was my biggest turning point in life i think um I, when I say I, I realised I couldn't control everything, I realised too that I could in a sense that I was getting, I was getting uh, warning signs as to the lead up to it, but I chose to ignore them. Yep. So, you know, I was, I'm, I'm a bit of a workhorse. I, I love to work. 
but I enjoy it. But I was probably pushing myself a little bit too much. Yeah. So I was um, working a lot. Um, you know, I was getting the headaches. My hair was falling out. I was clearly stressed. Um, I'd even got to a point where I'd wake first thing in the morning and my heart was pounding. Um, so I was getting very anxious from the moment I woke. I wouldn't have even had time to have a thought. I was automatically in fight or flight response. Um, and, and at the end of the day... Um, when your body's just trying to fight to stay alive, there's no way it's going to divert that to try and grow a baby. So that was probably my biggest one. So when they say stress doesn't cause miscarriages, it so totally can. Yeah. Um, so I had to pull back. Like I had three in a row, one after the other. And I was like, I'm going to have to change something. So that has also led me on my path to helping women in that aspect. Um, yeah, so I guess worst thing and now the reason why I'm on this whole little fun little thing that I'm doing. Mm. Wow, it's so powerful because it would be like it goes back to a couple of uh, podcasts ago where uh, I think Alyssa's um, her advice uh, or lesson she learnt was that your pain is your message. Like you can use that again. Like, I've had family members go through the same thing, so it's there's so I'm guessing there's so many people out there mm. that it happens to. Yeah you can then share that and, and be that person that can guide them through that but also under, come from a, a place of empathy mm. to understand that, hey, I've been through it yeah. and this is what I did to increase my chances of it being yeah. successful. Yeah. yeah. And so. another point on that, the stress, mm. that causes a lot of mm-hmm. things. You can, your own stress can cause so much damage inside your body that yeah. definitely something everyone needs to be aware of. Yeah, we, we definitely need to become way more aware of all the little signs that our body's telling us. Yeah. It's telling us for a reason. Mm. And it's like that in clinic. I've just got to make sure that I practice what I preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be the stressed out no. osteo. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever been given? I was trying to think about that. Oh, I don't reckon it's advice as such, but the best saying would be from my naturopath, and it was common doesn't mean that it's normal so again touching on what we were just talking about a lot of people have experienced miscarriages a lot of people experience a lot of problems through pregnancy but it doesn't mean it's normal it's just common so I find that when you do go to the doctor they'll say oh it's just normal Mm -hmm. but really because you're not dying and they don't really know the reason why and there's enough people experiencing the same thing they're not they're not too concerned about it yep um, so I just want people to be more mindful of that. And, and that's just stuck with me ever since. There's no textbook as well. Yes, I learnt from a textbook, but I've realised in clinic that there is no such thing. Mm-hmm. It's very odd for somebody to come in looking like a, um, a, a walking disc bulge that we learnt at uni. That we're not, yeah, definitely not a uh, textbook. Yeah, so it's knowing that each patient is unique. Totally. And you need to yep. listen to all their symptoms yep. and then yep. find the root cause. That's why Dr. Google isn't really that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Handy at times, but really not the greatest. I'm pretty sure on Google everything you look up is a symptom of cancer. Yeah, but I mean, when we're at uni, pretty much fatigue and fatigue was... Um, pretty much a symptom of every condition we learn too. Yeah. So you could be tired and go, I have a list of 100 yes. things I could be right now. Or it gets an extra hour of sleep yeah. and see how you feel the next day. Yeah. Or eat better. Yeah. Mm. Or go see someone like Fiona who's an osteo who knows what they're talking about to Most of the time. find something else that you <laughs> may not be seeing. Yeah. That's it. Cool. 
What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Um, my 16-year-old self. Do, do what makes you happy, not what makes you money. Because I ultimately think that you can make money doing whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. You can find a way. Um, not talking clearly enough. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so change your focus. Uh, there's lots of little things, but that's, that's a big one. I was always money focused rather than being happy. And what I'm doing now is going to make me very happy and I still can make money. Yeah. I just need to eat food and I just need fuel. It's not. It's basic. The kids need to be looked I've, after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to simplify it. Yeah. Mm. Um, other than that, oh, I don't know. Just travel lots. Don't get too bogged down with, with life. Yeah. Mm. Chase happiness. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I would say. Don't waste money on a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's just way off, way, yeah. way massive tangent. Well, look, but it's so true. It's advice. Yeah, yep. Go on a massive a, holiday with your friends instead. Yeah. I think that's another thing that yep. kind of relates back to what you said at the start was confining to society. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have one, great. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I've always tried to do things differently. So I will admit my wedding wasn't necessarily the norm. Lots of it was, but there was little bits I tried to tweak. But yes, I would rather have now in hindsight. Yeah. But it's, again, you can't ever tell a, a, a girl that has always dreamed of having a beautiful wedding. Yep. Yes. But no, use your money on something else. <laughs> <laughs> Big holiday. Like a caravan to yeah. travel Australia. Yeah. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I might only like it for a month, but I'm having a crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you transition from... So you were working in a clinic as an osteo? Here in Mildura? Or in Roxby? Wherever you were? In Roxby. Both. I, yeah. worked, I worked from home in yep. Roxby. I was uh, lucky enough there that I had a, a room... And being such a small town, it was just easy setup. Good to have kids and work from home. And then when I came to Mildura, yeah, I just was renting a room out of a Pilates studio, which is awesome. We've got another two osteos there as well and some awesome uh, massage therapists. And, yeah, so now my caravan is pretty much going to be my, my workplace. So we've got it purpose-built so my table sits inside the caravan. Trying to keep it as professional as possible. Kick my kids out. Hopefully, hopefully it fits. <laughs> we'll soon find out in a couple of days. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what your question was. What was it? Uh, <laughs> how was the transition from clinic to there? But you, you've always kind of been, I guess, when you were renting the room, that was only the kind of clinical type setting that you had. It was more so from home. Yeah. Prior to that was Melbourne and that was very clinic, yep. clinic based. Um, I just I just wanted to change my... Um, I'm massive on my environment. My environment can change my mood. Um a lot and I just think it'd be really cool to have a different backdrop every day from where I'm working and I know that when patients come to see me too that just their surroundings will change their state yeah. automatically as well um, their pain will be a lot less the second they've even walked in Yeah. so it's huge too yeah mm. look I, I did a little van trip at the start of the year and like choosing your backyard every night mm. was pretty cool yeah yeah and if you don't like your neighbours or the dog's barking you can move <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> so sticking on that, yes. what would you say is pros and cons of working for yourself that you've found? 
or pro- pros, but also challenges for yep. doing that? Pros, I do enjoy being my own boss. I have lots of ideas, so I like to just be able to go ahead and do them. Yep. Um, I do like picking my own work hours. It is pretty amazing to have the mum life that you want. The, the downside, I suppose, is that I'm, I am self-employed. So when I don't work, I don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the whole um, experiencing the miscarriages, that was pretty pretty hectic at that time. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't know. Again, there's negatives, but I always try and turn it into a positive. I just like working my own hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I can... For yourself. Yeah. 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 It, is, it is awesome. I can see the girls whenever I want. Yeah. Mm. I guess it's you choosing to have that choice of lifestyle. Yeah. And you're I doing want every day to be a holiday. I yeah. seriously do. And you're doing that in the ultimate way of yeah. having a caravan, yeah. going wherever yeah. you want. I don't see why we can't. Yeah. Mm. How do you think that's going to benefit your kids, your two girls? I think they're going to love it. I hope they love it. They've, they've been so adaptable. They've been really amazing. Um, I don't know. They're just there's so much to do and see, and they're not at school yet anyway. So, and even when we do, when Maddie does start school, I'm happy to homeschool to start with. We are both happy to start to homeschool. Um, just life experiences you can't teach that in school. Yeah. So, I'm um, just again winging it. Yeah. <laughs> you got any fear about it? Not really. No. Just got to hope we put the right fuel in the car and <laughs> no, I had to add that one in. Sorry, Wade. Um, diesel or petrol? Yeah, no, it's diesel now. Yep. Not really. Surely there's a sign on the... Yeah, no, there's... Yeah. He's going to be so annoyed I've brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, no, I'm, there's nothing. Totally open. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've seriously just... I've done even no research. I know there's lots of blogs and things out there, but... I'm just going to work it out as we go. Same with what we need in it. I'm going to take what I think we need and we'll just get stuff along the way. Yep. And as we get to so-called challenges or problems, that's when I'll call upon Google. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You can overplan stuff unnecessarily. Yes. My time is very um, limited anyway, so yeah. I'll find it when I need it. Yeah. And like you said, you're, you've got an open mind. Whatever happens, you adapt and... Yeah face it at that time if you were yeah. someone that was trying to control especially this journey if you're trying to control everything mm-hmm. on this journey how, how you never know when you need a flat tire you never know when yeah. you're going to be stuck in a town because of who knows what floods yeah. or whatever yeah. so I'm so excited just to meet people and just see everything yeah mm. we're going to meet some really cool people I'm sure mm. sounds amazing if you lost everything today what would you do? Oh, geez. This is a question I don't know about. If I lost everything, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd still do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'd just start again. Yep. No, simple. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I just work out how I can do it again. I might get there quicker. Yep. Because I've learnt from the mistakes that I've yeah. made in the past. <laughs> but, no, I'm... I'm just do the same thing. Yeah. Mm. I was expecting that from a self-employed, entrepreneurial, yeah. you know, proactive person that you would, you'd know what to do it's, and you're doing something you love so it's like you'd find a way to keep doing that. Mm. I definitely would have done it quicker. Yeah. That's part of the journey. That's right. <laughs> yes. 
I could say the same thing too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I wouldn't have wouldn't have confined myself with so many fears and doubts. It was just like, no, just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Get it done. If this was the last time you've seen me mm-hmm. and I asked you to teach me something tangible I could use every day to improve my life, what would you teach me? Um, in terms of a work perspective, um, I'm, I'm a massive foam roller fan, so I'd probably show you how to use one of those. Um, I What's the benefits? Everything. <laughs> like, I, I think I'd probably want to treat you and then pretty much tell you what you could do to help yourself. And I think that's what I'm going to be doing when I see people. I mainly mm-hmm. need to see you once to know what's going on. And if I can teach you what you can do to help yourself, which you so can, um, everyone's just a ball of tightness. So, and, and that's the other thing. If just move more, that's probably my biggest one. And that's that's my my motto. Like, just you got to move um, in any way. It doesn't have to be anything specific, but obviously lengthening, so stretching. Mm-hmm. I swear, if people were to sweat, uh, stretch every day just for 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, they would need to come see me as often. Yeah. And ultimately, I would prefer that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think you would, it's cheaper and it's less painful yeah. if you were to just move more. It's so, so simple. So move more, stretch, mm. even if it's 5, 10 minutes, mm. and foam roll. Yeah. So I also say to people, they often get bogged down and going, oh my gosh, I've got to do these exercises every day for the rest of my life. I can't do that. I'm not going to commit to that. So I normally say just try every day for two weeks. You've got a deadline. You know yep. you're going to stop in two weeks. you just got to commit. It's not that hard for two weeks. And I'll then Make once, it a habit. Yeah. yeah. You can watch TV and stretch. Yeah. Once you do that, you'll see the benefits and then you'll just be self-motivated to continue it. Yep. You won't need me to tell you you have to because you have to want it yourself. I'm not, I can't be there to crack out the whip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my biggest thing, move. And that's the thing with the caravan. We're going to have to move because we're not going to be inside cooped up all the time. Yeah. So it's going to make us move more. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing with the girls. Like, I want them to see that moving is a part of life. Too many people grow up thinking movement exercise is a chore. And I don't want that for them. Mm. Or movement and exercise is PlayStation. And yeah. Yeah, maybe your character's running, but it's not you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> I was thinking back, because I was watching some guy, I was listening to some guys at soccer the other night, and they was talking about playing the game. I think it's Fortnite at the moment. I haven't played a PlayStation in like five years. I don't think I ever have. My <laughs> Good. I kid you not. Good. My um, dad does, though. It's hilarious. <laughs> he loves it. Because <laughs> for me, growing up, it was sport. I'd, I'd, athletics day was my favourite day. Yeah. I'd always be playing soccer, footy, whatever it may be. I was outside, and then... I guess moving, it, like watching my brother and, and kids these days being inside, not all, but watching some inside is just like, man, you're missing out on, on so much. You mm. need to get out there and explore and experience these things because that's a life lesson, like you were saying. Yeah. Taking your kids on this trip, even though they're very young at the moment, but growing up in that environment, they're just going to learn so much more than, yeah. I guess, being inside and, and not doing much. Yeah. Well, they, what they get exposed to in the first five years of their life becomes very much in ingrained so yeah and I'm finding in clinic a lot of problems with technology and kids now it's crazy I'm already getting enough problems with adults in front of the computer at work and Mm. they didn't have this kind of technology accessible when they were that young so it's getting pretty crazy Mm -hmm. Mm. that's a big one that we'll do a whole podcast Mm. about that stuff Mm. and just the childhood obesity stuff that, that, that gets me a bit fired up in, in a positive way. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. 
maybe that'll be uh, something else I'll work towards <laughs> one day. It's funny you say stretching because I do, it, it is part of my morning routine, but it's been very difficult lately because we did a boot camp on Saturday with Bianca at 141 for their first birthday and we're talking about this before the podcast. We're both very sore at the moment and it's been, what, four days? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But that's only because I wasn't, I'm not fit enough. Same. Yeah. Same. Not used to those movements. I envied those guys that absolutely smashed it. (laughs) I was in awe. So we but were, I did try my very hardest. We were partnered together. Yeah, Carla was completely useless. I was. Um, <laughs> there was two rounds. First round was, you know, we had it. Yeah. We, I think we were top three. Thought and we were then done. Um, the next 45-minute boot camp, round two, I was, I was spent. <laughs> yeah. like Fiona had a, ga- a netball game that day. I had soccer the next day. And my body was not mm. working with me. My brain was going, yeah, I can do all this, but... Mm. My body was just yeah. not there. <laughs> but I'll have to admit that um, my prep for that, like I have not lived in a home as, yeah. as a home for five months. My nutrition has been off all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in different beds. I've been traveling a lot. It wasn't in condition mm-hmm. to be able to smash that out. So it's definitely uh, a reflection on my conditioning Yeah. prior to that. But you still smashed me. <laughs> Yeah, you made me keep going because you didn't help I me. did. I, I was literally like on the seat just watching Fiona going, you do it, Fiona. <laughs> like, I'll take one for the team. I'll yep. rest a bit. <laughs> Your turn? No. But it was good fun. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Good fun. Just, um, I love it. Prob- yeah, like you said, I'll probably condition myself a bit more when it comes to something like that. But And probably not go all out in the first three exercises like I did <laughs> to then pace myself yeah. for it. <laughs> there was no pacing. What's most meaningful to you in life right now? Meaningful? No, it has to be my kids. And, um, sorry, my kids and the impact that I can have on them. Um, I sometimes joke about how they're like little puppets (laughs) that I can pretty much teach whatever. Um, Or even joke about brainwashing them into whatever I think or want. It's so true, though. They are seriously just an open brain. You can just put whatever you want into it. So I'm very mindful of what mm-hmm. we, how we talk to them and how we, well, I wouldn't call it discipline, but like everything you say mm-hmm. can be taken in many ways. Yep. So in terms of yeah, meaningful, that would be, yeah, my kids. Yeah. Mm. And that's so good that you're very you're aware of that and you're, I guess, conscious parenting. Yeah. Because those are the, we were talking about this before the podcast as well, that there's so many things that we've got that were ingrained from childhood. Mm-hmm. And it's not they were bad or, you know, again, parents were doing the best they could or what they knew. Yeah. But it's, it's stuff that now that we know, it's like we can then have an impact on our children yep. from what we say to them the environment yeah another thing you brought up before was that if you have a good environment around you man there's so many benefits from that mm. it's, it's just all about that programming yeah. mm. how we're programmed as a young child mm-hmm. my oldest is very sensitive so we are more conscious on how we react to things with her and encouragement and all that sort of stuff because yeah she can get a little bit um yeah well, sensitive is the word overreact in yep. ways that, that are not related 
really. Mm-hmm. It's not in proportion, I guess. So, yeah. Question, and I don't know this. Do you, who's your patients? Do you treat anyone of, like, any age? Yeah. Yeah? Ultimate. So, kids as well? Yeah, yep, totally. I love, obviously, my passion is women's health. But when I'm traveling, I'm not going to discriminate who I see. Yep. Uh, I've got, yeah, the youngest is, you know, still in hospital, just been born, you know, 11, 12 hours old, and then to as old as you can make it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How would you treat a baby of that? How? That age, like so young. How would you know how to see what's oh, wrong? I Was treat very differently. That's, yeah. Because so they can't, they can't vocalize. No, you don't need to. I mean, yep. a lot of people, as adults, will vocalise what their pain is, and a lot of the time I don't even touch the area that they're talking <laughs> about because that's not where it's coming from. Yep. So, um, and most people know that too. I'll, I'll kind of, I will listen, yep. but then I treat what I find. So with babies, that's the same thing. And, you know, birth is quite traumatic. So can be traumatic. And I think all bubs should have a look over. Yep. And so same with mum. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a double booking, to be honest. They both should get um, a a treatment. So yeah, with babies, you just you again treat what you find. I'm very different with babies than I am with uh, adults. Yep. Mm. The treat the techniques are very different, very mm-hmm. gentle. Mm. That's that's really cool. Mm. You can treat both. Mm. So you wouldn't be treating them for things that you would expect to see as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of that colicky stuff actually been seeing a lot of um, lip tongue tie releases that sort of stuff so yeah cool Mm. what impact do you want to have on people in the community and in the world Um, I think I think I already am having an impact I tend to um, what's that impact well it's funny like I'm finding it odd because I tend to not want to be centre of attention but at the same time that's clearly what I'm doing right now um, and I don't think I realise the impact I've already been having and the influence I've been having because I tend to not like to be, look at me um, so I just I just want to help people in whatever way that is and sometimes it's not health, like physical related, mm-hmm. so when people come in we can have a ramble for ages and I've helped them with something completely different Yep. Because they've been able to just talk. Hmm. Sometimes they help me too. They help me problem solve and stuff. And I come up with some cool ideas. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think what I'm doing now is what I want to be doing. Hmm. And a little bit of that gratitude. There's, there's always something nice about knowing that they're grateful mm-hmm. for what you've done. Yeah. Love that. Hmm. What does it mean to you to be conscious in life? What does it mean? Life slows down when I'm conscious, mm-hmm. when I'm present in what I'm doing. I'm, I'm a sucker for multitasking, and which means that you don't actually get to absorb the moment of what you're doing. And I'll often find myself trying to multitask with the kids. So that one, delegating workload and having set hours for certain things mm-hmm. is something I'm still working on because I'm blinking and they're growing up really quickly. So it's more since having them that I've had to become more conscious. Um, but it is totally, yeah, important. That just a general awareness of everything. Same with the body. You've got to be conscious of what your body's telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Is that the right answer, Carlo? 
It's your answer. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what other tips do you have for people with your expertise? Tips. Some simple tips. You've got foam rolling, stretch each day. Move. Move. Was that the three that we talked about? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yep. Tips. Simple. Oh. Everyday stuff that people can use. I seriously just got you got to go with the flow. Don't force it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Same with parenting. I, you can get so consumed about the over. There's just overwhelming information out there too. And the second I stop trying to force my kids to do things and conform to routines and that sort of stuff, life got a lot easier because mm-hmm. they tell you what they want. I mean, there's certain things you're not going to let them do, but the majority of feeding, sleeping, that kind of thing, if you go and listen to what they are actually requesting, then life is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So just just the universe, I'm all about the universe. It'll tell you, it'll help you, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> like Frozen. What was it, Elsa? Let it go. Yes. Yeah, don't sing. <laughs> Get if you want. The mic's there. Yeah, no. <laughs> and where can people see more of your stuff and follow you so I do have social media so it's just Fiona Hooper with with Instagram I think it's underscore osteo Facebook it's the same and I've got my website that I haven't actually officially launched but will be in the next week or two um, and that's just fionahooper.com.au so you'll find everything there you'll know how to book um, just everything yep. and you're going to put up tips articles blogs yep yep yeah, I might, if this sounds okay, I might put this <laughs> up. <laughs> I'd be honoured to be featured on your website. <laughs> yeah. Just do a few bits of editing. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. Uh, you can find me in a caravan. I'd like to meet everybody. Yeah, so if you see, we, oh, well, hopefully you've got your branding on your your caravan. Yeah. I'll get the kids to draw it. Give, <laughs> give the owner a wave. Yeah. Book in for a session. Yeah. Done. I can't believe I did that. Go me. So out of my comfort zone. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. To finish. Yes. I want to. I want to acknowledge you for being a lovely human, um, for always being so nice to me, <laughs> being a good friend, and always having time for me um, when you're not busy with everything else, of course. But making yep. time for me and making time for this, sharing so much. So there's so much I learned about you in this, and I just want to acknowledge you for having a passion and purpose that serves other people in a good way like you want to help people and that's something amazing and I think that there's so many people out there doing that and that's what helps the world become a little bit better with everyone playing their part and doing things they love and and being rewarded for that so thank you so much no thank you and I can't wait to do it again in a couple of months time to see the transition and everything like (laughs) that I've lost the plot or not (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll adapt and figure it out It'll be interesting how different it'll be. That's yes. for sure. Yes. Cool. But take care. Thank you. And we'll talk awesome. soon. You're a legend. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.